I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We would like to acknowledge the Shumash, Keech, and Tongva people, the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is being recorded on, and pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Sound it or dolly, threw a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kind of gnarly, we're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Weirder together, we've officially entered the holiday season, Ioni Sky. Yep, we have. You feeling festive? I am. I always feel very, I love this. Yeah, I love to get that. You, that. Fire and the tree going. The Yule log, <laughs> the eggnog. What is a Yule log? Isn't it that sort of weird cake with cream in it? Oh, so it's not a real log. It's a classic. It looks like a log though. Did I tell you about the log readings that we had in the house when I first moved here? Oh, please enlighten me. When I first moved to this house, <clears throat> excuse me, you can cut that part out. <laughs> but you gave such a delightful reading. Of excuse me. I made the, the, the you, you made a me. meal of it. This, I made a meal out of it. What is, is that what they call, what's the acting term they say, uh, Mil- chewing the scenery oh, or something? Oh, chewing the scenery. Where does that come from? It's my favorite kind of acting. Is that like Mr. Ed? I picture it like Mr. It could Ed be like great. chewing what? the scenery. Oh, not literally, not yeah. literally, but it's like someone who really uses their props. They go to town on the props and they like really muck it up. And Comedic I business. Love doing it. Business. If the right comedian or the right, any actor does a, like choose the scenery in the right way, that's beautiful. I've been more of a mumblecore actor, so I admire... Like, who's the famous actor from The Killing? You know that movie? It, it's sort of like John Turturro would love this actor. All these, he's like, he's just mucks it up, but he's like, you know, character actors, but when they do it the right way. He's just living it. So you had a Yule Log reading? When I got this house, it was, we read, we tore it down to the studs and... That was so hot how you just said studs. Yeah. yeah. Hey, stud. Um, Tell me about it, stud. That's so cute. And my friend Court, who's part Native American, said, my friend's coming into town. His name is Dude. He's fully Native American. I don't know what tribe. Traditional Native American name. Dude. Yeah. That was his nickname. And he was did, he was coming to LA and Court was like, hey, can Dude stay at your house? And I was like, well, it's, there's only like one room sort of, but of course. And I mean, there were walls at that point, but like so much construction, you wouldn't, you know, whatever. And he did readings so one by one like our whole friend group came over and he would build a little fire in the fireplace here and then whatever animals or things he saw in the sort of the wood and the ashes he would do a reading and they were like they they ran the gamut from just chatting to literally my friend Paul Starr said he removed a benign tumor from him, which I'm like, I don't even, I just, and one, my friend Marsha Hunt actually did a reading on dude because she was like, you must be exhausted from all these readings. And me, um, my reading made me really grumpy because he was- What was your reading? He said, don't, uh, stay away from drugs. 
Uh, who wants, who, <laughs> if you're at a stage where you're letting someone named Dude sleep on your floor and read the fire, you that's that's not going to work. I was yeah. I was a grumpy. I was because I was like 24 and I was like me. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. You'll 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 log. Yeah. Say that 20 times. <laughs> that's a you'll log reading. You'll log. Yeah. I think when you say it though, you just hit that L once. You'll a uh, you'll log. You'll log. You know, <laughs> so we've had a very, we've had an eventful start to our holiday season. We've I been, know. we've been socializing. We've been out on the town. I tell you what, look, New York is popping off. Supposedly experiencing this cultural renaissance. I, I, I'm feeling a little renaissance in LA too. LA though. loves to do a shadow renaissance when New York's doing yes. it. Yes, we like, like a shadow and, renaissance. And LA it's, it's so competition. funny. It's competition, and LA is like. So we know not to be braggy. Like anyone from San Francisco comes here, every LA person's like, oh, San Francisco, it's so pretty. And they always say nice things, even though there's a lot of not nice things to say about San Francisco. But LA knows to not be like, we, you know, LA is the greatest. Like, I don't know why. There's a certain thing where New Yorkers can have pride, San Franciscans, Parisians, Londoners, I guess. I don't know. But LA's got a funny thing. But when it's going, when the nightlife or the party life is going, it's it's so good. So I'm going to take you on a little, I'm going to take the listener on a little guided tour through some of the things we've been doing lately in the evenings. I want you to, I want you to share, you know, your insights into these various events we were going to. So firstly, we went to your uh, ex-baby daddy, uh, Kate's dad, David yes. Meadow. We went to his book launch mm -hmm. at where was it? It was on like uh, somewhere in Beverly Hills, like a very fancy society furniture shop. Yes, and he was launching a book he did uh, about with Stephen Sills. Yeah, um, who's not to be confused with Stephen, Stephen Stills. Yeah, no. th this th this Stephen Sills is a very renowned interior designer. It was right? at the Rose Tarlow Melrose House. Yeah, and what it was a great vibe, wasn't it? Yes, it was a great vibe. I love, I have always been intrigued with high society and the society set, although I know it's rotten. Is that like the social register? What was the social register? That was- um, It was like a book that like wasps would yes, carry and, around the country and they could make contact with other snobby people wherever they landed. <laughs> yeah, in New York in the- in A deeply the, multicultural and diverse group of people in there. <laughs> yes. The social register um, started in uh, the 18, you know, late 1800s and Brooke Astor sort of started it and it was the old money New Yorkers and it was- It was uh, like the early incarnation of Raya. Yeah, you, exactly. It was only like verified people got in it, right? And they left like calling cards on the homes of like notable women and it, if you were in it, you were really stoked. You and, were there was, and there was one Jew in it. Yeah, there was one Jew, Joseph Pulitzer. Pulitzer, was, that's that. The Pulitzer Prize is uh, is actually named after the ability of one single Jew to get to be diplomatic social... enough to hang out with a bunch of wasps. So anyway, so you've always been intrigued by. Oh yeah. Society. So anyway, my 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 eldest daughter, my other, I have two daughters. She so David Netto, I was introduced to by Tatiana von Furstenberg, and so we, I, I don't know. Anyway, you know, we both wanted a kid and to get married, and we never made it to the altar, but we have this great kid. But I can dip into this certain 
society. Like he, it was the classic. He thought with me, he would get like a Hollywood, and he and he has, but he would have probably got a Hollywood set on his own, to be honest. But um, I, I got. So he thought he was marrying up in a certain well, way. marrying like too wide or you know not necessarily up but just like so it was a lateral move but it was it was exciting yeah like often in circles don't you want to balance it out between like if i don't know there's like uh the people who have the money and then the fun people and then you know what i'm saying a classic salon a classic salon and so the we did that and that was really like jolly as david would say it was fun and you know it was great at that Event and firstly, the book is beautiful. Yeah, so people should Stephen check it out. Stephen Sills they... interior design. It's a good Christmas. And David gift. wrote all the text. For yeah, it, and right? he's a yeah. really good writer and very smart. And his analysis of art and architecture and space is really incredible. But we also bumped into an old friend, Jennifer Nocon, who works with David. And turns out she's a beautiful baby. What? Oh yes, she is. <laughs> we bumped into a beautiful baby. She, I, I, we didn't, well, we didn't I realize. And she I've listens had, to the pod. She loves it. It's been um, a couple of weeks of like close friends saying, "Oh no, I listen to your pod all the time." And it's funny they never told us. Well, she did. They're first. discreet babies. Discreet, yeah, beautiful discreet, babies. beautiful babies. My favorite kind. <laughs> um, so that and was nice. That was yeah. really nice. She makes these beautiful lamps. She's an artist. Uh, and um, that was really fun because it was like, it just everyone was in a nice mood and, you know. Totally. And then afterwards, we went to our friend Richard Shepard's film screening of a personal essay kind of documentary he made called Film Geek about his relationship with his dad who got him into cinema. In and New then, York. In, in New York. In the and, 70s. Yeah. And it was about, he made the whole documentary basically out of clips from 200 films, some classic, some sort of forgotten, trashy, campy kind of things. But he basically told the story of his love of cinema and his relationship with his dad. And I love that he showed all the old New York and there's still, some of them are still there, theaters. Like, I saw this movie in this year at this time. He remembered everything. If anyone was around in New York, and it's funny because I wasn't, he was a couple years older, but I still felt like, yeah. I was there, you know, because it was sort of for me familiar when the movies came out, when they hit you, and just this sort of old New York and seeing movies. It made me cry. It was so, it was uh, fatherhood, both being on the, uh, the active participant in it, being the father, and also, you know, our relationships with our dads. Oh, they're so complicated. I mean, the mums get such a, uh, they get a lot of psychological screen time. In the sense of everyone knows their relationships with yeah. their moms. Well, me, them. I uh, yeah, I didn't grow up with my dad, so I don't really have that. But I no, but you do have it. That's the thing. You it your yeah, your lack so. of relationship with your dad yeah, yeah, yeah. has totally affected you in super profound ways. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was you had to shed a few tears. Oh yeah, man, I cried after because I was he, there was this bit where he's talking about how. He he got his dad to act in some of his films, his early films, and his dad was already old. And he was sort of lamenting the fact that he didn't have much footage of the version of his father that had the biggest impact on him when he was younger. Yeah. So by the time he actually captured him on film, and I was just thinking about how, you know, with our kids, how the the us that's now that is dynamic and still very involved in our lives and active and social and create you know th- this is the side they've grown up with that has had this massive impact and one day this will be a memory 
I know. for them as we they're visiting these of, shells of human beings we that we're destined to become. We have a lot of old uh, videos with my mom, and, and she does seem a little more, well, she still has that spark. I think that's um, why, I don't know, she sometimes brings it out. But And I venture to say in the post-iPhone world, no one's going to have like a dearth of footage of their parents anymore. Like there's so much footage. Yeah. That we've all got. Too dearth. much. Too much footage. You like that? You like I threw the word dearth in? I've never I, heard it. I don't know if I, you've never heard of that word? I mean, I have, but I i wouldn't have. If you had said, what does dearth mean? I wouldn't Well, have, I'm saying it. What do you think dearth means? Well, now I know because you used it in a sentence. So give me a definition. Dearth means a plethora. It means. No, no, it's the opposite. It's a scarcity. Oh, but no you one's said... going to have a dearth of footage of their parents. Well, no that... one's going to have a lack of footage. Of I know, but I said dearth. Oh, dearth is a lack of. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, said yeah. plethora. Yeah, lack of. That's what I meant. But there it sounds like it would be the opposite. Hmm. Dearth. It sounds like a hearth. <laughs> Do you have a this dearth of in, a hearth? This is an inside joke where our our neighbors, my great friend Sarah Essex, our little kid Frankie, and my kid Goldie grew up together, and they had to do reports in school. And there was one thing. What was? It? Why was it? It was probably this time of year. It was like poems about like cozy winter time. But, but also, I think it was like ancient houses or something. Oh, they were doing like yeah that. some project in elementary school, and for some reason, she said instead of hearth, she was saying hearth. But no one corrected her because there was something adorable about it. So yeah. she said hearth over and over, and we were just like, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> what a tale. We're full of interesting tales. Um, that's a good tale. It was a good tale. Fuck off. <laughs> it was a good tale. That's cute. And That's like my um, succession. Fuck off. Yeah. He says that a lot. Yeah, Brian Cox. You said Cox. That's my Beavis and Butthead impersonation. <laughs> and then, okay, and then the next night or on Saturday night, we went to our friend Kelly Oxford's birthday party. Woo, and woo. that was just, woo, and that was just a man. It was what a so fun, wild great. scene because we'd had a kickback, which I I don't know if that's still a lingo at her place. Are you allowed to have kickbacks after the age of forty? No, but we did, and true, you know. Maybe not. Maybe we shouldn't. But it had some younger people in their early twenties hanging. A small core group, and we ended up not realizing we were bonding so much. But I think we were. And then when we went to the bigger party, anyone who arrived, whenever they arrived from the smaller group from the small kickback party a few days earlier, were like the core group. It was is like here. the original cast of like Love Island before people start yes, getting voted the on. Core, I know that reminds me of there was a small period of time at. Le Deux Café or Ca Café des Artistes, which is the one that was right in Hollywood. Le Deux. And um, there was dancing there. And there was a period of time where I would go once a week and always go make my way to the dance floor and find this small circle of people I'd never met before and hung out since. But we just had this three-week moment in time where we just all would dance together. Nighttime friends. Yes. I love having like nighttime four friends. people and I just, and it, and it, and it ended because it was sort of like once we were like, hey, isn't this cool? And talked about it, it sort of disintegrated and we well, never the, did it. Once you've got nighttime friends, it, it's only a matter of time before someone suggests a brunch. <laughs> and then it's basically like vampires. Like yeah. you've realized that this chemistry that created only at nighttime and should, we have no humility. We're not going to like just allow it to exist at nighttime. We have to just arrogantly try and drag it into the daylight uh, and it's just never going to work. 
I know. And it's, it, and then, yeah, it would bring too much of the wrong kind of intimacy to it. Like yeah. it reminds me when there was this woman in Japan I was friendly with when I was, I was doing, I had a, 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 a painting show. <laughs> Is yeah. that what it's called? It's hard to remember that medium, what it's called. <laughs> Which was amazing. But, um, wait, what did you call Cunnilingus the other day? Um, Kundalinus. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Sikh. That's the Western Sikh. If you go down on a Sikh, it's called Kundalina. <laughs> that's great. What that should be the joke. So what what's it called when you go down on a Sikh? This is what I just said. Kundalina. I know. I'm making it you're, into a you're, joke. You're like fully like encapsulating it in question. Yeah, this is I love a joke. It. I love it. This is a joke. And she, we were hanging out in Japan and Tokyo and we had gone out to a club or hanging out and she was just so, she was a good friend of Sophia Coppola's, I, Yuka, I should remember her name, but this was a long time ago now. And we were in my hotel room, something just chatting. And she told me like some, like an intimate thing that her mother had died or something. And I sensed, I was like, oh no, now she's going to be weird with me the next day. Cause we were both a little drunk and like, it's that kind of thing. That's I'm relating it back to the dancing, bringing it into the brunch. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, being on tour, you have so many of those as a musician, those like connections with people in towns you've never been to and you may never go back to, and you'll like go out after the show, and it, it's very intimate and personal. And then it's, it sometimes, yeah. It's and even long. if it's not like a sexual thing or a, or a bad thing, sometimes if there's no kundalinas. <laughs> if it doesn't end up in kundalinas. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we got to, we bumped into Morgan Murphy, an old friend of ours, who's a great comedian and great writer. And she'd been through she this. She wrote on Modern Family. Yeah. And, she, and a she, lot of things. And she was. I put her in a short film because she's such a. Oh big, my God. She was in the Dan David, Clouds. David Goldberg. That's right. I made a short film. With Jenna Malone. Yeah. yeah. But Morgan, we met when I was doing the Christmas tour with Amy Mann and Paul F. Tompkins. That was so cool. And Morgan came out playing I the Hanukkah Fairy. I wonder if you're going to do that again. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's such a good night. But yeah, Morgan was the Hanukkah fairy and she'd come out and do a Hanukkah rap. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she we didn't realize she'd been on this massive journey with having a tumor removed from her brain. And she like, it's funny, like we She's you started fine. the conversation so yeah. casually, just like, what's been going on? And she and I was whoa, it was but she told what it she's been so through is unbelievable. Yeah, she's incredible. Yeah, what a what and a chance. So, that was so that was kind of amazing. And she's back. You know, it's like she's back, baby. She's back. The Hanukkah fairy is back. Yeah. And then you went down. I went downtown. My friend Zoe, Zoe um, who also she's a beautiful baby. Another beautiful baby. Zoe. They're popping up left, right. I feel like the beautiful babies are coming out of the closet. Yes. Yeah. Zoe, they're, they're coming so out with pride. She said, "Do you want to see a daytime movie downtown at the Alamo? I think that's the theater. It's a Park Chan Wook, the new film called Decision to Leave, and he did Old Boy. And I'd seen my kid Kate Neto 
told me about him because she's just the coolest. And she, we saw The Handmaiden together, which I recommend. Um, and he's, you know, he's very, uh, you know, famous. And it was like, you know, maybe Brian De Palma-esque. Um, and it was just, it was so great. And the, there was a lot of um, sushi in it. And so afterwards, we we were downtown. We got sushi and chatted and caught up. And but it, it was cold in the theater. You did mention. No. Well, there was. I had like a wrap. And it was one of those, the theater seats that went back. I love that. The funny thing is this theater, someone comes up in the beginning and- Does you, Kundalinas. <laughs> you can call, order. There's like a tray in front of you. You can order food and drinks. But they do their spiel to you before the film is so long. And, um, you know, if you're not going to eat and drink, you're just like, you know, humoring them. So we were we were sort of giggling about that because it was like, you're blowing my vibe by doing this long, long spiel. But the movie was cool. And and yeah, don't you love seeing food in films? Like, you know, you haven't seen The Bear, the TV show, but I haven't seen it. You're just Googling recipes after and you know, and that I never will make. But so it was so satisfying to see this. It was great. And then um, eating after the food that was in the film. Perfect night. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and it continues. We got plans, baby. Oh, we man. We got plans. And you know what I'm excited about? What? I just want to like drop this little teaser into this podcast. We are going to do a Weirder Together party a public party sometime maybe end of Jan, beginning of Feb, something like that. And yeah. we did one in Sydney at Cafe Frida's, which was awesome. And we're going to try and do something similar where I'll DJ, there might be some music performance, there might be some, we'll see what it is, but it's, uh, yeah. We're I'm, bringing I'm, the 90s back because our parties and the parties we're going to feel like not uptight. It's like this great mix of I don't think it's just us. I think people are hungry culturally for there's a bit of nostalgia for a time right before the cell phone became a dominant yes. feature of our lives. Yeah, like you don't know what's going to happen, but there's like creativity and... Isn't it funny? I feel like we are, especially meeting meeting younger people who are creative and who are trying to figure out, like make their mark on society or at least just get the freedom to live the way they want to live and do what they want to do. I sort of forget to take stock of the battles that we've won already in the sense of, and I guess it's good because I'm always like very forward facing and in a way there's a humility that comes with that because I'm always thinking like, okay, what's next? I want to conquer this. I want to, but then it's, I, I don't take it. I don't take the moment to stop and go like Georgia Mack was saying the other night, I was, I don't know, I was complaining about something with my career and she's like, Ben, you beat the system. You already did it. Like you've created a life making art and hanging out with cool people that you like and collaborating. And I guess what I'm saying is like at this moment in our life, I am aware of this shift happening into we are sort of like perceived in a very minor sense as like elder statesmen yeah, or whatever like that of like the alternative we community. <laughs> we we bumped into this friend who was at the core group of the party. He's a young- The core group. Yeah. We, yeah, we, we know what you're talking like about. like a kid from, you know, Campbell Hall, but like really cool. And then- A friend of um, Alexi Wasser's. Yeah, Connor, that's Connor. right. Yeah. He was a fan of Alexi Wasser's and he brought the chicest lesbians in LA with him, <laughs> which is such a cute title. And also shout outs to Lola and Ella, the chicest lesbian couple in Sydney. Yeah, just to realize we had that to say, there's no competition. Hello, you know, it's like, we yeah, know yeah, them yeah. too. 
Um, but it was cute because we all were just chit chatting and we ended up in this one room just on couches talking and then it turned into them asking advice from the elder statesman, Ben and <laughs> myself, stateswoman. But it's funny because I think it's like you in some ways. Like how do we make it? And like like we don't know but the 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 thing that's interesting about it i think is that not make it i don't want to say they were saying that it's not about fame it's no, about no 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 it's they're about just talking about life inhabiting stuff. your life as a creative person you know sure. and i think one of the things i'm aware of is just the natural flow of kind of giving back to community that is I think you're meant to do that as yeah, you get older. I know. Like you're meant to become feel, a host. You're meant yes. to like welcome people. You're meant to reach out and help the and next person. And then we person. suck their young energy. In, exactly, in man. Just vampiric. Or just like give us that young energy. Give us that juice, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, that was a Radiohead song, wasn't it? Like we drink young blood or something. Yeah. Last night was brutal because um, our daughter. It's she Sunday night. She had this Sunday night, like, do I have to go to school she was tomorrow? Like, I don't want to go to school tomorrow. She waits for Ben to fall asleep. I mean, I'm throwing her <laughs> under the bed. She didn't really wait, but it just happened that Ben was sleeping. I was awake watching Lady Chatterley's Lover. Wait, the old one? The new one. I was going to Google. Wow. Yeah, I was going to Google the old one because I was like, maybe I should watch some nostalgia. Ben. I, my phone's on Do Not Disturb. Sorry. That's my mom. Hey, I'm going to put her on the pod. One okay. second. Hello? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. We're taping the podcast. You're on it right now. Okay. I'll leave you to... No, no, no. You're on it. Do you, how, how's things? Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I wanted to tell you about the Pavlovic exhibition. Oh, look. We've done a whole episode about this. I think the listeners would be very interested in a bit of a recap from Ilona Lee, is it AM, OM? AM. AM, Ilona Lee AM, about her impression of Unpopular, the 90s rock exhibition at the Bauhaus Museum in Sydney. Well, I went to see it on Sunday. And? And uh, it's the exhibition is very much developed as of the times. So... They were very exciting events, and they've done the photography in that vein. And a lot of Sophie Howitt's photography is in it, I think. Do you remember I Sophie? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes, and I've actually bought a book for you. I picked up a book. Oh, because, thank you. Because it's got it's got all the pictures and who's in them. Oh, that's so fun. Very, ex- very exciting to see you as a 15-year-old. Did you get some nachos? Oh, absolutely. Or as Julie Bennett used to pronounce it, nachos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there were lots of flashes. You had to concentrate very hard if you wanted to pick people out. Yeah. Because they, they were trying to get the um, atmosphere yeah. of the, the events. And they got that. But for somebody who wants to look at the pictures carefully, yeah. Um, that was more difficult. Did you see that photo? Did I send you that photo of you guys and Thurston Moore backstage at Somersault? No. Okay, I'll send it to you. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, you've officially guessed it on the podcast. You haven't done that yet. No, I haven't. Well, thank you and hello, everybody. Okay. I'll. Uh, do you want to say, Um. do you know what? Why don't you wrap up this episode and say... 
um, beautiful babies. Okay, I can do that. Just as in your most like charismatic and enthusiastic and excited voice. <laughs> okay, now are you ready? I'm ready. Beautiful babies. <laughs> Yay. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Love you, miss you. Bye. Oh, your mom is the best. That's um that was fun. Yeah, she's um gosh, she's so great at explaining things and doing speeches and I don't know, she's so well spoken. Totally. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. If you would like to send us a voice note, we haven't had one in a little while. If anyone's got a question or a... We're scaring people off. I know we are. It's be- Our world is becoming so insular um, that no one feels no one feels safe. safe. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> but um, you can email us at weirdertogetherpod at gmail.com. Oh, we're also... You there can is also a new, tell a story. You can tell a story. There's also a new podcast we're launching, oh. a, a Little Treat. Yay! Coming up very soon. And it is soon. called A Little Treat. It's called A Little Treat. And it's and a it's, big treat. It's very exciting. That's coming in a couple weeks, I it's think. It's some women, finally. Yeah. Anyway, I'm very excited about it. Um, rate and review this podcast if you haven't, please. And we love you. We love you. Beautiful and babies. Well, Ilona said it. Yeah, maybe I'll cut her in again saying it just right here. Okay. Okay. Let's let's each say it. I'll say beautiful babies. Beautiful babies. And beautiful babies. (laughs) Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.